0: Hello everyone and welcome to Dial the Gate. My name is David Reed. Thanks so much for tuning in. It means a lot to have you with us. We have Lawrence Cow the CEO and co-founder of The Companion joining us for uh, this episode uh, to talk about what The Companion is doing, who they are, what they're offering the Stargate community, and uh, what's coming up. But before we begin, if you like Stargate and you want to see more content like this on YouTube, it would mean a great deal if you click that like button. It really makes a difference with YouTube's algorithm and will definitely help the show grow its audience. Please also consider sharing this video with a Stargate friend and if you want to get notified about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. Giving the bell icon a click will notify you the moment a new video drops, and you'll get my notifications of any last-minute guest changes. And clips from this live stream will be released over the stream, rather, will be released over the course of the next uh, few days on the GateWorld.net uh, YouTube channel. As well as uh, clips that follow in this episode will also be released individually on the uh, the. Dial the Gate app as the Dial the Gate app, the Dial the Gate uh, YouTube channel as well. With this episode is a pre-recorded show, so part of it is a conversation between myself and Lawrence Cow of the Companion, and then there are clips from the Companion, uh, f- interstitialed in from various videos that they have produced uh, over the past year for the Companion. That is. Uh, Stargate content the Stargate AI interviews with Amanda Tapping and Richard Dean Anderson uh, various specials that they've had with with Michael Shanks and uh, with Jewel State and those are going to be featured here as well weaving through an interview with Lawrence and uh, what they have been working on so no questions uh, will be taken by the mods in this episode were uh, because this is all a, a pre-recorded show so there's going to be a lot in this episode for uh, for new people who have never even heard of The Companion before, and those who are already subscribers will have a lot to enjoy uh, as well. So let me go ahead and bring in Lawrence, and we will share some clips from The Companion uh, throughout the episode. Enjoy. I am pleased to welcome Lawrence Cow, the CEO and co-founder of The Companion, friend of mine going back to
1: the uh, Stargate Command days. How are you, buddy? it is it is a reunion it is yeah this isn't a first time this is a reunion (laughs) how you doing Oh, I'm doing great doing great you know running around um, you know backstage getting things always you know in order but uh, you know um, yeah great in general
0: and you have been busy did you foresee the companion becoming what it has when you and I last talked about this idea
1: well maybe yes and no uh and i and i and I say that not not from like a arrogant standpoint, but you know just as much as I do like what we had hoped Stargate command like could would should mm. you know potentially could be, and so am I surprised, and am I pleasantly surprised, yeah, absolutely, um, but at the same time, you know um I think we were trying to achieve you know some of those things that like I think we all wanted to do on that t- that team of bringing the videos, the podcasts, the events, the articles, uh, the discussions and and cover topics that, you know, really make Stargate that truly human kind of story. And so um, I'm really excited. I'm really nervous all the time, because I want to make sure we're really living up to those values. So so yeah, like both, I guess is the way I could say it. (laughs) So uh, for my audience who has never heard
0: of you guys before, who are you and what do you offer?
1: We are a subscription uh, membership site. Uh, We do cover a lot of Stargate, but we also cover other things like Star Trek, Marvel. Um, You know, it's really about looking at some of those, um, you know, platforms out there that oftentimes are funded or run by studios. And we thought, you know what, if there's a way where we can kind of bring it all together, uh, that'd be great. And so, so, yeah, we have lots of really fun events, podcasts, articles. And, you know, the way I would almost think about it is we're, we're trying to do like a, like a masterclass for sci-fi or like a TED talk for sci-fi. And you can kind of see that with some of the different themes uh, that we've done with the different content that we've had.
0: Okay. So what does your success look like when you, when you put this all together? What is it? What is it that you guys are achieving and uh, what's coming up?
1: Well, we love whenever there's a lot of conversation, but most importantly, and we, we are very surprised whenever it happens, uh, our members will sometimes email us or message us with tears of joy or tears of sorrow because of some of the you know, highlights and tragedies, like within the Stargate story, as an example. Um, and, and we love, we're able to, to evoke that kind of emotion. Um, you know, We've had um, an exciting event previously, like Stargate AI, if you're not familiar with it, or if people here aren't familiar with it. um, You know, it was really just a cast reunion format. Uh, It was happening in the pandemic. And everyone was trying to do table reads and cast reunions. And we thought, hey, it'd be great to do something like that with Stargate. Um, But you know, could we do something maybe a little bit different? And, uh, you know, Brad, uh, Brad Wright, the co creator of Stargate, he also created travelers. Mm. He's like, you know, travelers is all around. Uh, you know, AI effectively, Mm -hmm. I don't want to ruin it uh, for anyone. And, you know, where is AI technology these days? Um, Do you know anyone who is, you know, the kind of leading edge, bleeding edge uh, doing that? And, um, uh, you know, we went to Twitter and Lawrence Maroney, who follows Brad, and he's like, look, I want to be a part of this project. Uh, He is the lead advocate uh, at Google AI. And so he helped us build that. And then, um, and yeah, that became a cast reunion, but effectively an innovative cast reunion. Um, We had another event with Amanda tapping. And again, um, you know, do we do a Stargate kind of theme? And instead, maybe it should be something around her career, like uplifting women in film and television and opening the door for future generations. Um, Or Deborah Pratt, she was the first ever black woman showrunner in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. uh, but couldn't really be credited for that for creating quantum leap because of the time. And so again, that interview is also very powerful. So that's why I like to think of it as a masterclass for sci-fi or TED talk for sci-fi. And I, I, I tee all of that up because David, <laughs> you are writing for us and you are going to be creating something really amazing that I, I am looking forward to as well. So, so David is having his own series um, tentatively kind of called the Stargate philosophy or Stargate philosophy, where he's really going to go in deep and um, I purposely have not read the drafts, the early drafts, because I do want to actually experience the whole thing. (laughs) And and, but and that's, that's what we stand for. Like, we want uh, to build these platforms, to allow people to be able to share their opinions, their expertise, their analysis, um, that you probably wouldn't ordinarily get, um, you know, anywhere else. So that's, that's the idea.
0: That's legit. Yeah, you guys are, um, I, I am regularly blown away at, uh, the, the stuff that you have been able to, uh, achieve, uh, through everything that we've been going through, um, uh, all of us collectively in the past uh, couple of years here and the, the drive and determination that you, that you continue uh, to put forward in, in getting this content uh, available uh, to people. So it's, it's no easy task launching, launching a, a multimedia platform under normal conditions, <laughs> and let alone when we're all kind of locked away in boxes. So <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah it's yeah. uh it's it's an achievement that uh you guys should should be continually patting yourselves on the back with at one hand and then steering forward the truck with the other hand with with the with the gas pedal fully down so good deal
1: hey I, I i really appreciate it and um like i think it, and it really comes uh i mean it's a lot coming from you as well like dial the gate is amazing uh every single week you have amazing guests so uh, I empathize uh, with you as well uh, in terms of coordinating guests and schedules change and people oh, all of a sudden get jobs yeah. and you know the whole production side of things and you know the you know one of the other things I wanted to really just bring up is I think dial the gate is great and you know but your job as an interviewer and I totally understand how challenging it is you're really trying to highlight everyone else right that's on it paul mcgillian joe malazzi etc all of your guests and you want them to share their stories and it was one of those things where i was like you know what i think david has a lot to offer i think david's got a lot of um well he just knows so much around the historical and cultural impact that stargate has had but if he started talking about that at dial the gate that'd be terrible uh you in, mm-hmm. in a certain way because people are there to see you know they're not the, here the to actors see the crew yeah. right right and so maybe we can get be that platform. And so I think that's kind of how we're different as well. We encourage people to go, hey, like, oh, can we write an article around Stargate? Or can we talk about Stargate? Say, yes, but you're probably a lot more than that. What, what else can you do? What kind of new angle? What kind of thing have you always wanted to talk about? But actually, you don't have a natural platform to do that. And so you know, I really hope um, this column, the Stargate philosophy uh, that you're writing is is really going to do that
0: well i uh, and i i am hoping that that is that that is the case you know being fortunate enough to work tangentially somewhere satellite around this franchise since i was 18 years old i'm 38 now uh as brad can attest to you he knew me when i was just an absolute young fool just saying any opening my mouth and saying anything oh because this sounds like a good idea um at this point you know i I've, I've always loved uh, what the show is when you pop it open under the hood And you look beneath the entertainment uh, It's not always the same as what the the writer may, maybe necessarily saw That's like I can attest to Talking with Rob Cooper and saying You know, I really saw this from it He's like, that's not what I was going for But I'm glad you get that That's fine, that works too uh, and so that's what I'm looking forward to contributing uh, with with you guys, and we started off with uh, a heavy-hitting episode that Brad penned called The Other Side, which has multiple layers to it, and um, is when you walk away from it, I'm hoping to leave some people uncomfortable. Um, hopefully all of us uncomfortable in one way or another, and make us think... This isn't necessarily happening on another planet. Some of this stuff is actually happening here
1: I mean that's okay right that's so. uh, one of the articles you know previously that we never really got to write um on Stargate Command was around you know um the stargate teams they're the good guys, we root for them, but it wasn't like everything they did was good <laughs> if mm-hmm. you were if you were a wraith uh and you thought the wraiths were the heroes, it's like you know hey, what are you doing with Michael? You know, like, Right, exactly. Right, What's right, going right. on There's there? Something. Where is the line? Right, right. And so, um, no, I, I'm glad because I think, uh, I hope, all of the creators of Stargate or sci-fi in general, that's the point of sci-fi, right? It literally is a reflection on society, but it's hopefully an easier way to be able to discuss it because you know sometimes politics or identity or any of the other issues that we go through is really tough to talk about. It's a little bit easier if you can kind of project that into a, a world kind of like our own uh, or based off of our own, but kind of doing it through story. The Stargate AI project.
0: Um, I think we're going to see a clip of that in just a few moments. Here, am I correct about that? Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. definitely. What
0: uh, uh, were you hoping to get out of this? This this uh, yeah this ex- experiment. experiment? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what did you just? not achieve, frankly. But what did you walk away with going? Wow, I didn't expect that to happen.
1: Yeah, you know, I personally did not have any view for what this could become. Other than I like doing things that people haven't done before. Uh, I like it when I come up with an idea, or I work on an idea. And it's like, oh, this is probably going to fail or there's a high chance it could fail or this could be really terrible. It's like, great. That's like, you know, I guess that's what an entrepreneur does. It's like we can see a possible, like a, like there's like a 3% chance that this could happen. Mm-hmm. And if this happens, it could be amazing. And you know what? If it doesn't happen, uh, you pick yourself back up and you pick another 3% project, you know, out right. there. And so what I was really hoping for, I I knew we weren't going to be anywhere close to a world where you know, you're going to replace screenwriters with robots or with AI bots, that's really not how computer science and, um, you know, AI technology works. Um, so that's kind of that kind of answer to to that side. Mm. And then what was an unexpected thing is what I didn't realize was uh, how almost like amazing of a new format we've created. And because I knew the actors were going to be really great. But because they put in so much passion and themselves, like into the performance, it became like almost our kind of like a carpool karaoke, if that makes sense. It it was Mm -hmm. like, ah, it's, it's Daniel. Mm -hmm. But, but not Daniel, but Daniel, like, it was like, he was speaking a foreign language. It was so magical. And oh, wow, it is Sam. But you know, um, But like in a really really fun time and 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 some in a situation that you wouldn't normally see them in and so that was really fascinating and and i think michael and jewel talked about it they had never been in a scene together they have never acted together correct but the ai kind of knew enough to be able to create something semi-coherent and put them together into a scene and that to me led to the second kind of unexpected discovery of like this is a really interesting tool this genuinely, to me, could become a tool to help people overcome writer's block, or um, it could be something for fan fiction writers. You know, it could throw out scenarios. All it is is a starting point for people. Um, So as an example, I don't think Teal'c and Daniel have ever been on a volcano eating ice cream. (laughs) <laughs> but the Stargate AI, in theory, could come up with that. That was one of the examples when we we're going through this iteration. It's like, oh, I wonder if that's gonna happen. And if you're not able to actually come up with that, but the AI can, do you know what I mean? Like it's a very Stargatey situation that you could see. Um, but you might not come up with it if you're just thinking, you know, about it. And and actually the AI could just generate like these really weird scenarios, but you know, people yeah, you I was, see how it's
0: blessed. I forget who who said it in the discussion that it, it can. It's only capable of doing as good as what was put into it from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, Stargate has ice cream scenes, but exactly. it doesn't. Ha- as far as well, I guess it may have volcano scenes, just not like C- kind of like a window of opportunity thing. But yeah, you know, that's probably what I was thinking from yeah. um, yeah, Inferno. You know, but can it? Yeah. Can it put? You know. Daniel and and Keller on the side of volcano of a volcano a la, you know, Sam and Frodo, if that yeah. has scene hasn't existed. Is it capable of doing that? Uh
1: if you feed it in, right? So that's have to be interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean we thought about this, right? I mean, um, Keller. Could we do a scene with Keller and Kaylee from Firefly? Yeah. You know, both jewel state. Mm-hmm. Uh they could all be fed in. And actually, that's kind of possible. Uh, I haven't really thought it through. I don't think Lawrence has thought it through, but it's it's one of those things where sorry, Lawrence Marone, we have the same Marone, name, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and but that's kind of what I mean by the element of the fan fiction or something else. Like you, can, right. you can start feeding it. We can give it ninety nine percent Stargate and one percent Star Trek, or ninety nine percent you know whatever, you know Stargate Atlantis and Sanctuary or something like. There there are possibilities that you can do with this, and I think that's what it is. It's like when you go into that kind of unknown you experiment with it, then you start to realize, oh, this is the result, you then get 100 new ideas. I think that's really Lawrence Moroni's whole point of this project as well, which is anyone watching it, if you then have an idea, like, let us know, because the whole point of this eventually is going to be Yeah, we're gonna put it out open source, and people can start playing with it. Um, That would be really amazing. Um, You know, this is a tool for the creative community.
0: There were a couple of interesting notes that David Hewlett uh, took away And expressed when he came back, I think in his part three interview with us is the most recent one where he said, you know, it was kind of like for him, the dialogue was, was a a lot of ways reading something that Baz gave him. So some, (laughs) so an infant or especially when Baz was younger, he would write scripts and he's like, this is very much like a baby is trying to figure this out, you know, and on the other hand, the, um, the scene direction was much more straightforward. And his oh, yeah. opinion on that was because of the limits of how it goes off in, in fewer random places. It's all very straightforward. And I, that's something that I did not expect.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I think with actions and stage directions as well, the formula, I guess, in writing it is is much more structured, right? Like, a person is in a, some kind of, well, I guess you're in the same kind of place. A person mm-hmm. has to do something like this. So it's actually easier to kind of, uh, I think, coax out of it or, or effectively recreate, whereas um, conversation can kind of go anywhere. And so, um, yeah, for sure. Um, maybe there's actually a stronger um, thing that we can be doing uh, by limiting dialogue, but actually creating scenes and actions and story rather than just um, dialogue. But the dialogue piece is really interesting. And if we can get it closer and better, uh, you know, the system's just smarter. So, so we're still gonna go for that as well.
0: I think we have a segment to show people from, uh, this recent <laughs> yeah. AI experience.
1: Yeah. You don't want to talk, you don't want to talk, you hear us talk about it. You no, wanna hear the well, we've talked
2: enough. We have a couple of things to do before we do get into the, um, to the scripts themselves, but first this will happen.
3: We have a we have a very special uh, guest uh, who appeared uh, very recently, and uh, just basically wanted to say hello.
4: Well, hello, children, <laughs> <laughs> together
5: again, <laughs>
4: except for uh, me. Oh, and Teal, I guess. Huh? Um, listen, have fun, misbehave, um, but don't you know don't blow it for brad on this or ai whoever um, whoever you don't want to blow it for for whom you don't want to blow (laughs) haven't changed (laughs) miss everybody not everybody
3: Oh, that's yeah, we, we, were, we were struggling to, to get that uh, to, to me uh, uh, all day yesterday. <laughs> uh, it was so much fun and so good that, uh, that he wanted to join in.
6: That's hilarious.
2: Um, that was absolutely delightful. And uh, having never met Richard Dean Anderson um, is precisely what I'd expect.
7: <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
6: Well, oh, that's so sweet that he did that.
2: Yeah,
3: it is. It really is. It really is. And, uh, and, uh, it, you know, very funny at the same time.
2: Now it was brought to my attention that I was not the only person who lobbied to be a part of today. I think we, I think we have a video to show. Oh, oh no. Oh my God. <laughs> Hello. My name is David Hewlett. I'm <laughs> five foot
5: nine and three quarters. I am six foot two. Hello, my name is David Hewlett. I'm six foot two and a half. I
6: don't quite understand what you're doing.
5: Use <laughs> well, a light, use just a light. Open the pod doors, Hal. I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave.
6: Well, what's the problem? <laughs> what's the problem? Yeah,
5: it's, it's your it's your line next, Dad. Are there more lines? I thought it was just that one, that's the only one I know.
2: Oh, oh, this was oh God! Look away! Look away!
5: <laughs> wow! <laughs> That's a little Blade Runner for you. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. I just love okay. that it's a puffin as well.
5: That's all we had. We didn't have any other stuff. <laughs> <So>, yeah. <laughs> oh, Terminator. Man. That's my bicycle. That's my bicycle light. Wait,
1: okay.
5: I just shoved my bicycle light in my in my eye. Why is it not? Oh, but, the clues in the but honestly, I think Mark was saying this. The true genius of this is actually my son's off-camera, uh, just deadpan delivery. He yes, gives Mark a right. run for his money on this. God, it's hot too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: See, Michael and Jewel were direct offers; they didn't have to audition. So it
2: that's worked it. Out exactly. Yeah.
5: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's important to get in there early. I find. <laughs>
2: Let's segue to the scripts. Let's do what we came to do and, and witness firsthand the evolution of an artificial intelligence uh, learning how to write a Stargate script. This first script is called Enemy Detector. Interior Atlantis Corridor. Daniel and Carter look out the window at San Francisco Bay.
7: Look, the point is, we we don't know if the Russians are still out there. What? Well, we have a few friends of them.
6: I have enough anesthetic to fight.
2: McKay and Keller
7: exchange looks. If I really have to find out why we stopped?
5: Yeah, well, it's not showing me the alien. I mean, the ancients were originally aware of any other science project.
2: The lights go out.
7: Well, I think we should explain to them that Theo downloads the exact design of fishes.
6: Well, with respect, this maps to the galaxy with primality to the eradication.
5: No. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) Come on,
6: come, what? Okay, well, I appreciate you telling me. How? I'm sorry, but we're dealing with two beings within a small and experimental field.
2: We should rest. The door opens and a man enters.
6: I think it's a ford. How? I don't want to penetrate the dracking.
7: Well, I guess that was happening to them up the knack. <laughs> and if possible, I'd like to make every effort to rescue Chaka. <laughs> huh? No, 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 demon. We got Apopespect.
5: It's a matter of coordinates.
7: It, I'm
6: Warpers. I'm pretty sure I can. We also cannot serve the way that leads to disease after the Hammond in the sample has resortional explodes. I know. It's a periatch.
7: We've, we've just found the key to the place.
5: It's like it, it's more like a computer in the news source. No, 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 no. You should not uh, rock him. Maybe he's closing in orbit.
7: I, I, I don't know. Only that they're Russian. The device has to see the Ori and all that they do. What is it? Well, I, I guess there's no easy way to say this. You sure? So if we blow up, they're all out.
2: The Stargate is now active. What is that? The door opens and a man walks in. She looks at him, he looks at her, and she looks at him.
7: It's against. Well, the only way to find out is to send them out. I, I noticed a difference. Maybe they seem to have reloaded to fly the solar system.
2: Carter and Daniel are startled.
6: Just be out of com.
2: Carter and Daniel exchange looks. An explosion rocks the bridge. The team is beamed away.
5: Oh, please, just, I I don't like them. I mean, we could stay here. Maybe
6: maybe you should come down
5: from there. It, it,
2: it sounds like it's... He looks at her intently for a moment, then his expression grows cold.
5: I think I'm going to be the Daniel. <laughs> Soupy
2: dog. Carter and Daniel reappear on screen. Daniel looks nervous while Carter is looking over some schematics. This is Daedalus. Hey
6: Rodney, you have to give me a look at this.
5: Oh, I can't just take that you're real. You know what? How come I'm not Ellen? i was thinking it's
6: me. So do I. It would take months to reverse to engineer a cure. I'm not even sure if it's possible.
7: What? I, I, I think they're sad.
6: We have no way of knowing how things could send radiation or adaptive up the up to affectation of proximity to regigas propensity. Hmm.
2: Carter looks at Daniel, who then looks around the room, hopefully.
7: What's going on? I, I, I don't know. Look, 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 I know you don't have to go to do this. Oh, no, no,
5: no, no, no. I didn't think you knew. I mean, I did not just wing rack anything, but it, it is is a look at um uh, Elizabeth.
2: The room shakes.
5: Is that Michael's cruiser? It's here.
7: Whoa! Wow!
2: And see. <laughs>
3: oh. now now, Amanda, it, I think. Don't you think it's fabulous to hear Mark saying he looks at her, she looks at him, <laughs> he looks at
5: her? <laughs> I mean, no, it's hard to write that shit. Let me tell yeah. you. I feel that Mark should be there just reading stage directions, even if it was the show.
6: Exactly. Yeah, I'd as watch part that. of the
5: show.
3: I'd watch, I'd watch that.
5: that. My favorite line, honestly, was "We
3: should rest." It just. <laughs> <laughs> it just oh yeah, I'm going to be the Daniel. <laughs> That's good. Too. That's like how That's how it a lot of good ones. But there's nothing that drives the scene forward more than the line "We should rest." You know.
7: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I loved when Daniel called McKay a demon and uh, <laughs> McKay's response was,
0: it's a matter of coordinates. Matter I'm going to use that. <laughs>
2: Expl- explain to me again, because I do not understand. Um, it's not trying to emulate alien languages. It's simply combining English words. Like nothing you, nothing you, dear viewer, uh, just witnessed was misspoken. There was some stuff in there. <laughs> it was word yeah, freaking it- perfect.
6: Oh, I forgot. I just moved and um, I found my jacket.
7: Oh, oh cool. my
5: God. Oh, that's great. You know, Jane, my, my wife Jane was at the SG-1 um, premiere because she was covering it for E! And she had a nasty habit of stealing the table centerpieces of anything she went to. So because she was always there after they cleaned up. And so the other day we found, get this. (laughs) Check this, check this out. Oh my God.
7: Wow.
5: They were were made out of plumbing, like plumbing things and a bit of tape on them. And they they put these on the, they had a little light on the top. And so Jane stole this. I thought I should give it back. Um, (laughs) it back to who? And exactly. But isn't that wild?
2: Stargate AI script number four Seeking Destiny. Interior jumper cockpit. Daniel and Keller in a puddle jumper over a vast, glittering ocean. They exchange looks.
6: Okay, I know, but what do you mean by all that?
7: Well, I think we've been over this. It's important to you.
6: It'd be great to have the company. You yeah. know? Look. You guys are the best of the best. I'm sure if you work together, you'll come up with something.
7: I think we've been over this. This is a completely different scenario. The the word on the stones would...
6: Well, I'm eager to meet them too.
7: Well, we have a couple of options. Number one, we give them hope. We need to know what happened. We think we can turn it off. All
6: right, and then you can see them again.
7: I, I think so. Yeah, no kidding.
6: Well, maybe we could pass the time by getting to know each other better.
7: What if I read? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch! I would much Not rather read into it. Into it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting about this is that uh, Jewel and I have never acted together. Never, ever. We've been friends forever. Um, the characters never interacted at all. No not that, we don't even think I don't think so that No high in passing no um so yeah. it's interesting that that uh, this is kind of it's it's not quite coherent but there's actually like i don't know there's something unexpected happening there it's this kind of as, i find it interesting i love it because I it's a character it. never seen <laughs> Cher- yeah it's not
2: it's not coherent but if you turned on the television and th- and this was already in progress you'd be like well it's just because of their stuff i don't know like right. you wouldn't guess it's a mistake you wouldn't guess that it's Gibberish or what have you, and
3: I—I uh, I think "What if I read?" is a great line and should belong in a future script that <laughs> I, I write. That you know, especially it. in a flirtatious moment. What if I read? Yes. You know, it's perfect. <laughs> or I can read, of course.
2: This is a treasure trove of future Easter eggs for yeah, yeah. anywhere you want to plant them, isn't it? That's true.
3: Yeah. If I, if I, uh, on my next show, if, if there is a next show, it, it's uh, it's going to be fun. <laughs>
1: Uh, we also have a similar question from Claire Williamson and Vicky C from our discord. And so um, all of their questions kind of combine. is, um, did some, uh, did Sam come back to you naturally after such a long time and have you missed her, um, after reading Sam again?
6: Great question. Uh, Cause I was really scared about whether or not she still was in there somewhere. And then as soon as we started reading, I, I think as soon as I had the others to read opposite, um, and especially hearing Michael's voice as Daniel, it came like flooding back, uh, and then I realized totally how much I missed her. But yeah, I was I was nervous. I was really nervous that I wouldn't find her again, and mm. turns out she's she's right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate. Uh... Uh, the clip and a a chance for for people especially those who didn't uh, uh, see this before to get a chance to look at this now uh, where can they see the full thing
1: Uh, you can see it on our website and our app it's thecompanion.app you can see a couple of other clips as well on our youtube channel i appreciate that uh, we we do have a paywall Um, let's talk about that but right now i think we're running a free trial um, so check it out, and if you really don't like it, honestly, cancel. I hope it's worth it.
0: Full so. disclosure: I am I am a paying subscriber, uh, as well as the as well as the, a contributor to the companion. Soon, soon, Same so. contributor. Yes, yeah, yeah. I regularly get comments on my end asking why isn't this free? Um, there is a concern there for fans who, I mean are very limited and strapped for cash these days, and it's getting worse with inflation. I don't see it getting better anytime soon. And there is a legitimate concern as to, for some people as to why should I pay for this entertainment? Now, I have my own answer to that, but I'm going to set that aside, and I want to hear yours.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, look, on on the surface, would it be awesome if we can make it free? Would it be amazing if it was an advertising-funded platform? Uh, And we've heard that as well. Uh, yeah, of course. We did decide to go with the paywall uh, for several reasons. The, the real first kind of reason is it does, it does really do create a much purer relationship between us and, and the fans. Um, our members, I don't know if they realize this, whatever they say on the Discord or on social media or on emails, they influence so much of what we do. Um, and so uh, if you are watching this and you're a member, let us know. Even if it's in private, um, because you don't want other people to see it, it, you have no idea how much we care about it. The second thing really is the membership dollars, because it's instant. We're able to directly fund new projects in Stargate or Star Trek um, and soon the Expanse. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, we're able to fund you, David. That's, that's, that's literally where it's coming from. Um, you know, we couldn't do it before. Then we build up some money and now we can pay you. And we're going to pay the next David expert and the next expert and the next, you know, interesting person. Um, and hopefully a platform that allows you to, you know, to to go and speak about like other topics. Um, I'm not saying you at all or Dial the Gate or anything else that's ad funded. But look, we know there's a lot of clickbait out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like... Oftentimes, you're going to need like 27 things like star- why Stargate is amazing and number right. eight is going to blow your mind. Look, they're fun. I, I read them sometimes. But early on in my career uh, in media, and I've been you know, d- lucky to do this for, for 15 years, uh, I was told and I was taught 70% of your budget should always go into marketing. That's basically the game. And so really only 30% goes into content. Content doesn't really matter. Production doesn't matter. We flip that. Eighty um, percent of the money goes into the creators, everything else obviously goes into upkeep um, technology you know some some advertising and so we wanted to make basically find hopefully a, a formula and we 're still working on it we 're still exploring, but yeah, most of your money uh, is going into content creation or production, and so that 's why the projects are unique i I really do wish more people knew about us. Uh, I totally get a paywall hurts that. So, uh, because it's hard to share. Um, but that's, that's the, um, you know, that's, that's the kind of choice we made. Is there, are you keeping your
0: option open to some form of hybrid in the future? A la Hulu, or is this the way
1: you're going from here on out? Sort of, um, I don't know if members take advantage of this enough, but if you are on the app and you share. An article on the app it's actually free for anyone you share it to uh, so, uh and i encourage you to do that so what we didn't want to do like as an example david we didn't want you to write an article and then you share it with your friends and everyone's like david it's like paywall i can't read it right you know you're, oh i like, see yeah share it with your whatsapp group share it with people here on dial the gate I, I genuinely don't have a problem with that it's well, this is you know, trying to to signal, all right yeah 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 and and uh, we used to even have it on the bottom of every single article like this is how you do it this is how you share like we're just trying to signal like this content genuinely is worth paying for these people are worth paying for these stories are worth paying for but we also you know know hey, not everyone can pay for it. So maybe if like one of the friends in a group can pay for it and then like kind of share it with everyone, you're going to split an account. Like that would be pretty dope. And like, so it literally has been built in since day one, like 1.0, like free sharing. I did not know that. So hopefully that tells you the philosophy behind, you know, what we're doing. So will we go into a hybrid bundle? I'm not sure, but will there always be a sharing mechanic or will there always be a way to be able to try to have fans uh, experience some part of the companion? Absolutely. Um, I'm really sensitive to that, but, um, uh, but we actually, you know, we aren't Hulu, we don't have 5 million, you know, well, not 5 million, like 200 million, you know, or 50 million subscribers it, it, we're, we're not that kind of thing. And so, um, um, so yeah, that, that's where we're at. Where
0: are you at in terms of subscribers? Are I don't want specific numbers. Obviously, that's that's for your internal strategy. Are you are you pleased at the the velocity that this is that this is going? Are you hoping for a pickup in the future? Are you on track precisely? You know, what's 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 your thought process yeah. on that?
1: Do you want to know the official number because it's not private? Oh, okay. I'm happy to share it. Okay, <laughs> uh, we have uh, three thousand subscribers. Okay, there are three thousand amazing members uh out there um yeah it's part of the community so um yeah i think in some ways i think we're we're ahead with what i love more but um but yeah no i I think for for us being around about a year and a half or so Mm -hmm. a year like yeah it's it's great uh it's really fantastic i really don't call them subscribers they're really members um because there's so much to like what we do than just content um but yeah no we have those members and then we do have a lot of other people you know come in whether they're on free trials people uh, read articles. We, um, still have a free page for people to experience articles. We just don't really have an editor for that from time to time. So we used to refresh uh, our articles, you know, quite often, okay. uh, oftentimes like on Twitter and other social media places, we also post uh, free articles as well. And so yeah, our readership is probably uh, a lot bigger, um, you know, than the paying members, which, which makes sense. Um, just like with everything else, there it is the companion app, uh, page right now. Um,
0: so it's got a picture of Jack and Sam. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is pretty cool um, artwork, man. Yeah, yeah, and illustrated. That is from the Stargate AI Carter monologue. Uh, ah. takes face in Jack's cabin. So that's also interesting, right? Uh Richard Dean Anderson was not part of Stargate AI um sadly. I hope he's part of the next one that we do. Okay. Uh but it was a monologue. Um it should just be Sam Carter and yet um all of the characters were well not all but you know a bunch of the the, the core cast were forced the, the AI forced them in, and, <laughs> and then Jack had to have an interaction but it was an action based interaction <laughs> uh, with Sam so so yeah that that's the interesting thing about about that experiment it's like this is a monologue why is Jack here why is Teal here and they're all there. <laughs> In the cafe. Well, if there's going
0: to be a, a place to attempt something like this, I, I'm, I'm glad that it's that it's with you guys. You have another clip for us, is that
1: right? Yeah, hopefully we'll have a. You'll enjoy this clip. Um, yeah, with Richard Dean Anderson. Okay, let's have a look. I'm excited. But
3: my other That's- favorite story from the beginning of Star Game, I tell this too. I don't know if you remember this, but it's a great Richard Dean Anderson story. Contractually, contractually, you. <laughs> Your name, Richard Dean Anderson, had to be the same size as the title Stargate SG-1 in terms of the same font. Now, that's not something you requested, obviously. That was just something that your agents and lawyers stuck in. And, 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 so, and in fact, I know it's not something you requested because I remember you laughing your head off when I showed you the poster that couldn't fit Richard Dean Anderson anymore. It could only fit the word... Hard Dean Anders. (laughs) Hard Dean Anders was all that fit. And you had the same reaction as you did just now. You went, I kind of like it. (laughs) Hard Dean Anders. Let's go with that.
4: (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm just not finding out about the font size.
3: This is. Oh, no, no. I remember you just laughed at that and said, don't worry about it. Change it to whatever you need. It was pretty funny. Make it fit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was you exercise, not exercising your tremendous star power at the time. We just said, "Ah." <laughs> at least we uh, didn't go with hard Dean Anders. That would have been that would have been different. <laughs> I was losing it, man. I know it's just
4: I've been my talking head
3: just won't do it.
4: Over two and a half hours trying to get something to work at my house. Because I live in such a a, a Lee side of a mountain right next to the ocean. sounds idyllic, but it sucks for any kind of connection. So I apologize. It will probably happen again. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus.
3: What did I miss? I was just talking about you in order to placate the people who are here for you. And I was saying all these lovely things. Oh, well, let me
4: disconnect. (laughs) No, no, no. Please, God, no. You that's look sweet. so lovely. Look at her face.
3: I know, that's and right? she looks exactly the same, doesn't she? She looks better. Oh, that's better. That's an even better thing to say. Gosh. Nice setup, though, Thank you. It's good. It's really good. Look at that. Oh, yeah. It's that. It's that rosy cheek smile. Can pinch her cheeks off. <laughs> I mean, so well, not off. <laughs> that's just too far.
4: Almost. But I've got this, this uh, old man thing. Yeah. Do you have one The waddle, Waddle.
3: the waddle. Yeah, Yeah. that's why I'm leaning forward to to throw my waddle into shade.
4: Mm -hmm. I'll just stretch it for the rest of the chat. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Nice forehead though. (laughs)
3: That's all I got, I got the forehead. (laughs) I have hair. Yes, you do. You know, you hit sixty and you still have hair. That's it's a thumbs up as far as I'm concerned. Try
4: you know? seventy-two, and then oh you yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's thinning. It really is. I'm glad we're talking about this in front of millions <laughs> of people. You just pulled. You just pulled
3: several out just now. Yeah. yeah
4: oh, I got a pile here.
1: <laughs> but
4: Same yeah, on. it's all all about aging, isn't it?
3: Well.
1: And
4: that's the what all these this young audience wants to hear about is an old man talking to the <laughs>
3: They do want to hear you. They do oh. want to hear you.
4: Well, oh, I should put some pants on then.
3: Well. <laughs> you know, okay, I have to I have to tell a story. I uh MGM asked me to write another pilot before COVID. I'll do it. I did. And and in that in that move uh, pilot and, and Amanda's right it. There's a scene between where she video calls Jack O'Neill, and you make and Jack O'Neill makes the put on some pants joke. It's it's so funny.
4: Well, that we're we're connected.
3: I know. Empathic exactly. Dream, yeah. And then he says, "I still have your toothbrush. I've only used it once." <laughs>
4: Keep them coming, buddy. Oh, baby! Yeah. Well, no, that was
3: that that was you know that was before uh, COVID, and who knows if that'll ever see the light of day? Because then Amazon bought MGM, and, and it may go away. But well, who knows? Who knows? It's really the fourth surprise if you're
4: the if you counting. Surpri-
1: the fourth surprise.
4: Um, we can see each other, right? Oh, Madison.
1: yeah.
2: Oh, Ricky Dean. Rick. R D A. Mac. What? You have been referred to as many things. But I digress. Oh, I. My um... question is it is rumored that one of your favorite people to work with (laughs) was this mocha, slightly gold character (laughs) that you seem to enjoy. Is that true?
4: Oh, what was your name? Patrick. Oh, uh, how are you, uh, brother? I I just wanted to pop (laughs) in and say hello. I miss you, and uh, I want to thank you for all the great years you had on set. Great years we had as fathers, as human beings. Um, I want to thank you for all that I learned from you, and uh, I really enjoyed every minute of it. I miss you, brother, and I uh, just wanted to, to tell you that and tell you I love you. Hope to see you soon. Take care.
7: Who is that?
6: <laughs> it, his voice got even lower.
3: His voice is lower now.
4: <clears throat> well, he's been and he's being voiced cool. still. Voiceovers, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh... I mean, seriously. Oh, he does. Do you know? Do you remember his audition, Rick? I do.
4: Didn't he come out and stand there?
3: Yeah. And you said, and he was he was incredibly buff. And yeah. you said from the audience, you shouted, "Dude, you could hit the gym. Don't you care? Don't care." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Could you could you hit the gym once? <laughs> you don't obviously you don't care. It was very funny. Lighten the whole moment.
6: you Rick I had never seen MacGyver and I was like so embarrassed because everyone MacGyver 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 and I'd never seen it and I don't know if you remember when we were shooting the pilot all of us were staying at the Sutton place and there was a dinner and after the dinner you and I went for a walk and we walked like down Robson Street and along Denman we were walking down Robson and you were like well kid you know this could be pretty big this show and I was like and I said you know do you still get recognized from MacGyver? And, and what was that like? And you kind of paused and we were walking. And then I swear to God, like at that moment, this van drove past. And these guys leaned out the window and went, MacGyver! And you are like, it's like that.
3: Oh, <laughs> like that. I don't
4: remember. <laughs> I
6: was like, holy shit, I'm with MacGyver. I don't know what that means, but I'm with MacGyver.
4: Yeah. And he gets yelled at by buses of men. And he
6: gets yelled at by young men and fans. <laughs> it was exciting.
1: Lawrence, you're back, you got your internet back. I got my internet back. It's just a surprise number six of the day. So, <laughs> so, so there you go. I was, I was um, kind of giving that story of the MacGyver to set up uh, a fan question. Both Travis R. and Alyssa L. had both asked a very similar question, which is like, if you ever found yourself in any kind of sticky situation, if you ever thought to yourself or asked yourself, you know, what would MacGyver or what would Jack do in this situation?
4: Oh, in real life.
1: Yeah, yeah. In real life, yeah.
4: Um, no. I, I... <laughs> no, it's just, if there's any kind of a situation I Richard, just take care of it or deal with it.
3: Yeah. I don't think, hmm,
4: what would I do when I was playing MacGyver? What would I, well, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. You're a person. Yeah. And you know, of course, so was MacGyver. And, yeah, uh, they were real people. Wink, wink. <laughs> but um, no, I don't. I don't go through any process like that. It's just fun to be.
1: Yeah, Amanda. Any? Any? You ever think you know? I often a... think,
6: "Would Rick do?" <laughs> yeah. And then I do the opposite.
4: Right. Right. <laughs> or or just do. Or I just yeah. do.
1: Cool. We got a question around, um, I guess, the around the Simpsons. Really. So John S, Linda C, Michelle S. They all sent in questions around the Simpsons. And uh, can you can you talk about your experience with the Simpsons, uh, Rick? Whether it was being on the show, The Simpsons, or working with guest star Dan Castellaneta uh, on <gasps> Stargate? He was great.
4: Oh, he's so wonderful. I mean, you know, he, we all met him when he did uh, an episode of our show and I, it, the process was real simple. I I just kind of, I blatantly said, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I just adore your work, etc. Fawning all over them. Um, and then he offered me a job, you know, finally. Um, you know, it was just he. we had lunch one day across the table from one another. He, <clears throat> he asked, uh, I'd ever be interested in doing a Simpsons. And I said, you know, as I've said before, pick myself up off the ground and and answered in the affirmative. Um, no, I kind of went crazy respectfully crazy. Um, so I didn't blow it. But yeah, he just asked me, he and his wife had written a script <clears throat> with um, MacGyver involved in it. Or, me involved in it and it was just a matter of finding a weekend to go down and do it and it was just wonderful the process what it um most people have probably seen some version of the process Uh, but for the simpsons my experience anyway they put a uh, everybody has a microphone not locked in booths or anything um there's one big microphone in the in the middle of this circle of actors, and they just read the script. They just, in character. And it's just, it's, I can imagine being a part of something like that and just having fun, just constantly having fun. It was so cool because being in that kind of position, you know everyone that he meets wants to hear Homer or any one of the dozen that he does. And he eventually acquiesced without being asked. And um, we all just ate it up. Just yep. ate it.
6: Like a little mini scene, but played all the characters that he plays and switched between them. Yeah. And we're all just like, oh my gosh. It was amazing. It was, yeah. It was you realize
4: really- he, they, he does that in, um, in real time uh, during the recording. He'll do Oh wow. That's a couple amazing. maybe three characters in a row. I mean wow. I I just yeah that's a life. That's a yeah. talent.
0: Richard Dean. Um what a coup. I have only interviewed him on the deck of the Midway in San Diego. Uh to
1: I mean that sounds pretty amazing. It, it was. That's... And it's only, it's never only... been released. I'm hoping to release <laughs> right, it one right. of
0: these days. Um how, how was that, you know, obviously, you know, couldn't happen without, without Brad, Wright. Um, mm-hmm. were you
1: surprised at any of the stories that he and Brad uh, shared? Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, the best way I can describe it is you're almost like joining a zoom call that you may or may not, you know, like whether you should or shouldn't be in and two friends are talking and you're like, Whoa, I'm hearing something really interesting. And, and to be honest, I'm really glad um, we were able to um, get the two together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I generally think, you know, uh, people just fall out of touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when life is going on, and people are making shows, or someone's in retirement, or whatever it is, you you just lose touch sometimes. And uh, I think this is one of the surprising things kind of like Stargate AI, but in a different way. I don't think um like, I don't know if they would have connected normally. Mm-hmm. But luckily, you know, Brad wanted to do a podcast, and then it became this easier way, you know, to force him to go and speak to his, his friends, mm-hmm. I guess, if that makes sense. And so uh, that unintended con- consequence is a very uh, positive one. Um, and, and I think the fans are the benefit of it. It's the magic of being a fan. There's two sides of it. On the mm-hmm. one hand, you love the characters in the worlds, you want it to be real and to be honest oftentimes fans like should take the values of some of these heroes and these stories because we'll you know if we choose to believe in them we will become better people right and then on the other side uh especially with myself and my film production background and everything else i love the practicality i love learning about the behind the scenes the writing process and so yeah i, I do want to know what's going on and yeah how is that sausage I, made <laughs> how's that sausage made and how do you deal with personalities yeah and and egos and um you know the 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 thing that i've always marveled at is that uh, brad was i think 34 right when mm-hmm. uh he was he he um started on stargate and created stargate and how do you you know, genuinely direct and write for and, you know, people that are bigger stars, older, Mm -hmm. the whole thing, you know, how do you manage like upwards in that in that kind of way? I I think I think it's so fascinating. Um, This is, you know, in my experience, I guess, or my very brief experience, I had to jump on very quickly with Amanda once. um, And I had a director, uh, you know, for Stargate AI. And, you know, when I first jumped on, it was kind of weird because not only is Amanda a famous actress, you know, a famous person, but she's a director. Like, She's a great director and I have to direct an actress and a director. And and I remember there was a moment where I I didn't say anything. She's sort of looking at me and we're just looking at each other. I'm like, I have to like step up now and and tell her what to do. Um, And that's kind of what I mean by sometimes it's weird. Um, Hopefully I did a good job. Uh, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure she had fun. Hopefully she had fun, and um, but (laughs) I'm sure she had fun. Hopefully she had fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) She Uh, had fun. (laughs) Yeah, I think she had fun. She joined uh, as a surprise guest on on Richard Dean Anderson's live show. So, so she at least she doesn't hate us. Um, So, um, no, but yeah, that that's the thing that is it's amazing, Uh, and it's like the kind of interesting situations. uh, Yeah, that that we find ourselves in sometimes and, and it's all been great. And it's those it, moments where you're pinching yourself. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it, it all happens because we've got members that support us and, and wanna, want us to keep doing this. So it's been great. What do you want to do
0: next? What's, uh, what's next on the horizon? Are you gonna do another um, AI project?
1: Uh, uh, any, yeah. any, in- oh, so there's a yes there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me Start more. Yeah, Stargate AI version two is uh, 100% been talked about and planned. We know the tests of the different kind of um, technology approaches we're going to be taking. Um, Will they work out? We don't know. Um, But um, basically, we want to increase uh, the accuracy um, of the stories. So right now, the actions work. Right now, individual dialogue kind of works. uh, But it doesn't really have a coherence between, you know, back and forth, or doesn't have it for very long. Um, Can you create some kind of through line, that'd be really interesting. Um, So that's for Stargate AI. Uh, We're going to continue a season two uh, with Brad's um, conversations in sci fi. So hopefully there will be more showrunners, more actors we will bring some of the other kind of cast members back. Um, So that's currently being planned. Um, and we, uh, will definitely be doing another project with Amanda. Uh, it'll be event, um, you know, last time it was around uplifting women in film and television. And, um, this time, uh, you know, we're just working out what are some of the other meaningful areas of interest, uh, for Amanda, um, that she would want to talk about. And so, you know, that would be great and um yeah we're gonna also you know start to go outside of the stargate world i don't want to make any promises on any other kind of right. franchises i don't know exactly what they are but um uh, yeah we're looking at you know star trek um, and the expanse and some of these other kind of franchises to see what's possible we had um a wonderful amazing interview early on with Lori petty um uh she's in the orange is the new black and also she's yes. tank girl and so we covered tank girl and it was a really wonderful story. I mean, if you think about it, tank girl was supposed to be this movie that was a huge, uh, you know, unfortunate like box office flop at the time, but it was supposed to launch the careers of of people like Laurie Petty, you know, into kind of superstardom. And you know, the well, the thing I've taken away from that story is it did. The only problem is it kind of took 25 years sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. Because when you go to Comic-Cons, you see multi-generational, you know, moms and daughters both dressed as Tank Girl. You have a really strong and supportive community in Tank Girl.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But when we kind of covered and we kind of realized if we're writing an article on one week on Stargate and another week, you know, on Tank Girl and another week on, you know, something else, um, Total Recall. Right. it, It was almost like you could do anything. And so then you were doing nothing.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. You're not um, so getting. I, you're not
0: getting deep anywhere. You know. Yeah. And then,
1: well, so then, what's the value
0: to someone? You know, at that point, other than, uh, you know, a sci-fi version of USA Today. Yeah. No yeah exactly. To USA Today. <laughs> but come well, on.
1: So, so that's some of the things that you know we think that there are so many interesting stories. Um, we've actually have nearly 500, um, like posts, I guess you can call it. So we probably have two, three hundred stories on the companion. And I don't think most people know that. I don't think most people can see that. Uh, I don't even think most people know we have this amazing Lori Petty interview. Uh, in fact, she was so gracious enough to give us uh, two interviews because we couldn't get the whole story in one. Wow. We had like 12 subscribers back then, you know what I mean? Like, so no, one, no one's going to read it. And it's kind of buried so deep into our archive. So one of the things that we've been doing is giving the website and the app uh, a bit of a facelift. So okay. people can discover, um, you know, some of these, these classic hits. Um, and so, so yeah, that's kind of the other area that is an improvement for us, uh, in terms of what's next.
0: Okay. So, so improving the interface in such a way that people can, can, um, can find more of this, of this content and, uh, discover Is yeah, there like yeah. a mean, random all... kind of, uh, article button that you can click on? is there anything like that kind of uh, integration? it doesn't
1: exist but that is a very very good idea like <laughs> what should i be reading dot com right but, yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah no because I, I wasn't even aware of that you know and i've loved her ever since free willy so right. that's 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 terrific i'm definitely gonna after we hop off uh, uh go for that but uh for those who have been uh watching and want to subscribe uh, I wanted to point that way. So it's the companion
1: app, correct? It is. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you know, before we, we jump off or, or yes. really point anything point, you know, anyone to anywhere, I really wanted to talk about, uh, without spoiling anything, what you're writing, I think, you know, where are you coming from at this, um, you know, why is it so important? You know, what is it about the series that's so interesting, um, because I'm really curious about your opinion on on some of these uh, these different episodes and then really the themes of each of these episodes.
0: the I was raised on Star Trek that that is like my bread and butter is is next generation uh, and I'm an only child spent a great deal of time alone uh, with the with the television and it really uh, I let it in I let I let the content in and so the prime directive and the the treatment of how you treat your neighbor in a star trek world really got into me deep and it continued through stargate and the values that the 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 team attempt to to hold themselves up to and strive for are very much a part of me so when they encounter something that pushes them apart, or forces them to examine their world in a way that they didn't before. I sit up and take notice, um, and that's the great thing about Stargate is you can you can do it while washing the dishes, but you're kind of missing out if you do that. You can you can watch it casually, but I wouldn't recommend it. Um, and so we, I really wanted to dig into the deeper aspects of a lot of these more specific episodes and then go into like some of the more, the more obvious ones like red sky, the other side, uh, Michael, um, you know, um, and pull them apart and see what's, what's underneath and then go to some of the more not so obvious or not so fan favorite ones to see, okay, what were they, maybe not necessarily what were they trying to get to in this, but what did, what did they, the writers achieve? That maybe wasn't there originally or was and we didn't pay that much attention to it because it wasn't a significant episode in terms of the overall plot for that season that's what i really want to get to I i want to get to the nuts and bolts of some of these individual shows and then at the end of the article turn it around back on us and hold that mirror back at the audience and say How does this apply to you? How does this apply to me? How does this apply to us as a community, us as a nation, us as a people, us as a planet. And I want to make the audience think a little bit.
1: If I can sum up, um, some of the words that you said that I think, I think really mean a lot, I have a feeling what you're going to be writing will divide some people. I think a lot of people won't agree. Fans might not agree, but but I would encourage everyone to keep in mind. This is why these stories are so meaningful. Mm-hmm. And this is the reason why they matter. Mm-hmm. This is why Star Trek matters, or Stargate matters, or Star Wars matters, or anything else matters. And so I think it's pretty cool that people will disagree. And they just please keep in mind, you know, when you're reading it, it's why it's so meaningful. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I think that's really cool. Sci-fi. ...is at its best when it doesn't play
0: it safe. Um, There are episodes of Star Trek that are out there that I don't think would be made today. Because the prevailing winds have moved on from this level of expectation to that one. Uh, And I think it's important for us to point out those differences and see... Okay, why was this important then? Why is it important now? How is it going to be important in the future? and I, I think you know if if i'm making people think if i'm trying to get them to think about something if i'm just getting someone to agree with me i don't think that that's you know what i don't think i i, I think i'm in it for the wrong reason um yeah. all i'm all i want to do is share a perspective and that's all or multiple perspectives and yeah. then have people think about it and that's it
1: yeah, cool. And and anyone who's reading this or any other piece, you know, just keep in mind your perspective will hopefully continue changing to any character or any story, because it should, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're getting smarter, you're getting older, you're getting more experiences, mm-hmm. you're getting better perspective on life, and so why would Stargate be the same as you know when you were nine, mm-hmm. as it would be when you're nineteen, as when you're twenty nine, and you're thirty mm-hmm. nine? It's it, it should it should be evolving, and to you be fair,
0: evolve. I want to I want to do want to include. And th- at this point, I've only written one article. Uh, the perspectives that I share are not always going to be mine. You know, I think that I think that one of one of the the things that makes you a well rounded person is to be able to fight vehemently from another person's perspective. If you can't do that, then you need to be asking yourself, okay, what 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 am I? the foundations that make up myself, what am I really based on? You know, if I can't fight from another person's perspective and see their perspective, um, what's going on there. So,
1: but I think ultimately I'm looking forward to it. I, yeah, I'd (laughs) I'd
0: appreciate the, the opportunity to be a part of this and I appreciate you coming on. Uh, this is, this has been great and well overdue.
1: Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, well, hopefully everyone enjoyed the clips. Hopefully they enjoyed, uh, this conversation and uh i i'm pumped hope you're pumped <laughs> super <well. laughs> pumped yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely thanks so much to lawrence cow and his team from the companion for making this episode possible we really do uh appreciate having them on and the opportunity to share some of the stargate content that they have uh released is just really cool individual clips Uh, From the content that they have given us will roll out on the dial the gate channel over the next couple of weeks here so you can see those individually as well, Uh, but we wanted to premiere them in this content uh, as as we had it here. If you like what you've seen, please consider uh, clicking that like button and uh, sharing this episode with with a Stargate friend there's a whole realm of Stargate viewers that don't know about Dial the Gate yet, and so we're hoping to make that happen. Dial the Gate is brought to you every week for free, and we do appreciate you watching. If you want to support the show further, buy yourself some of our themed swag. We're now offering t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, and hoodies for all ages, as well as cups and other accessories in a variety of sizes and colors at dialthegate.com. From the merchandise tab, you can click on a specific design to see what the items are being offered, and checkout is fast and easy. You can use a credit card or PayPal. Just visit dialthegate.com com slash merch or dialthegate.com and click on merchandise. Thanks so much for your support. I can't bring the show to you in a bubble. It takes a village. And that village includes Linda Fury, Gate Gabber, my producer, as well as my moderators, Summer, Tracy, Keith, Jeremy, Reese, and Anthony. Big thanks to Frederick Marcou at Concepts Web, our web developer for Dial the Gate. And also a big thanks to Jeremy Heiner, our webmaster, who keeps the site up to date. James Lafazanos the Wraith Commander. Actually, many different Wraith Commanders He's going to be joining us uh, just in a few moments here. He is also another pre-recorded episode. Uh, fascinating discussion with this guy. And uh, appreciate you watching. Thanks so much for tuning in to Dial the Gate. We'll see you on the other side. Dial the Gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producers are Darren Sumner and Linda Fury. The composer is Neil A. Cream animations by Bryce Orrs. The moderators are Summer Roy, Keith O'Mell, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design is by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots. The webmaster is Frederick Marcoux. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Frederick Marcoux. For inquiries, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes at dialthegate.com. Thanks for listening.